Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. My guest today lives in lovely Australia. For him, life is all about freedom, creation and experiences. From doing acrobatic street performing for a living to starting up online businesses, life has always been about growth. Business has allowed him to have freedom in his life to do what he chooses. He now works less than four hours a week on client work, thanks to having the team and systems in place to do so. This has allowed him to pursue the things he's passionate about. He's on a mission to inspire others to seek more freedom in their lives. Welcome, Tom Wedding. Hello and welcome, Tom. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you. It's like complete opposite time zones, but it's yep. uh, I can never get my head around. It's always so confusing. It's like nighttime for me and morning for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you've already given like a wee bit away of what I would was going to ask you first. So where in the world are you and what's your business? Yeah, so I'm in Australia at the moment. I'm just kind of traveling around Australia and um, doing a bit of house sitting just to get free accommodation around Australia and just traveling around, seeing all the cool places here. Um Last week I was in Brisbane and it was like totally flooded there. It was like tons of houses that went completely under. Uh, so pretty crazy stuff there. But the business I run at the moment is a, a group management service. So we basically manage Facebook groups for people, uh, for brands and clients and coaches and stuff like that. So basically run their group, get clients from that group for them. And that's pretty much what we do. Okay. Okay. That sounds, well, I'm just like, oh my God, I know so many people who would want to talk to you. <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody, you know, there's the sense like, oh, you should have a Facebook group, but then nobody kind of wants to and knows how to, you know. So now, but before that, there was something that sparked hmm, my interest. You said at the moment, quite a few times in such a short sentence. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. So where you're actually from and what's the at the moment thing? So, you know, are you in the process of shifting and changing a lot, like location-wise and business-wise? Or tell me a bit about more that more about that yeah i'm i'm extremely spontaneous so always changing always like having new experiences happen i guess i get that from childhood because i grew up going to 10 different schools and traveling around all the time with family so like i guess it just comes naturally that i really want to i really enjoy change you know i really enjoy seeing new places and seeing new things and experiencing new things so i've had tons of weird and wacky jobs and businesses and all this kind of stuff and oh we'll get um, to that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so okay, it keeps so life interesting. I now. bet, I bet, I bet, I bet. So what's the longest you've ever stayed in a place? Oh, that's a good question. I think around two years. It's probably okay. the longest. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I remember I spoke to somebody recently who says, oh, I love it when I don't know what's for dinner tomorrow because I don't know where I am tomorrow. <laughs> Like delivery, yeah. literally in a in a you know in a mobile, you know like a caravan thingy. So, okay, we're gonna get to the Facebook thing later on, right? So, I mean, I'm curious about how did you get started even working for yourself? You know, I know I've lived in Australia. I know there's a lot more entrepreneurial spirit than over here in Europe, for example. So it's it's perhaps not that. Oh my god, right? At such, a, I mean, you know, people who don't see you, you are pretty young. <laughs> so you know, like, what is it? Um, that sparked you to even go down that route and not get a job somewhere? Yeah. So I initially dropped out of high school and was just completely lost. Like had no idea what to do, dropped out of year 12 
and uh, my mum made me get an apprenticeship doing sign writing. And um, that was all right. Like I was getting paid like $11 an hour, like next to nothing. Uh, and so I couldn't really get by with that. I'm like, oh, I don't really enjoy this either. It's just like strenuous work and it's not me. It's not me. You know, I'd rather use use my mind for something else. So uh, I made the decision then, then and there to like, I, I don't want to do this. So I just quit. Had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, and it was like almost the universe like gave me this sign of of connecting with this American guy who'd come over to Australia and he um he had been doing what was called street performing over in America, right? In New York. So they would basically get these massive crowds together and they would do all this acrobatics and like flip over people and do all this stuff. Um, and then at the end, like ask for money and that's how they made their living, right? And so this guy basically came over to uh, Australia to marry his wife. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet him and he's like, hey, you know, we're trying to start like a little bit of a street performing crew here. You should join in. Because like at the time I'd been doing acrobatics myself for three or four years, just, you know, flipping around and throwing my body around at parks and whatever, just for fun. Because I enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, it was a cool little outlet. So um, that's how I got my stress out and, and whatnot. So, yeah. And then we got like a little crew together and we started street performing. Uh, and that was amazing. Like the first time we went out, it was me and my best friend. Uh, and this the American guy and we did a couple shows. And at the end of the day, I remember this American guy just hands us each $40 and my mind was blown. Cause that, uh, up until that point, I'd never make made money except for an hourly ra- wage from a job. So I was like, I just got paid $40 for flipping. Like, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. Like how? <laughs> so my mind was blown. And that was like, I guess the first taste of making money, not just from a job. And so that really was like the catalyst for, for everything else. So I did street performing for three years. Uh, that's how I made a living for three years um, and absolutely loved it. Just bringing people together, making them laugh, making them smile. And it was, it was such a fun experience, you know, just being out on the streets, like performing in front of crowds and entertaining people. Uh, you know, it's a lot of recognition as well for all that effort I'd put into learning this skill set of being able to do acrobatics and, and handstands and flips and all this crazy stuff. So um, that was such an amazing time of life of my life for sure. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. That's uh, actually, you know what, what, again, like I've heard it twice. Oh, and I was, I knew this wasn't for me and I just quit. Right. So I'm really curious about like what was going on in your mind? The reason I'm asking is that a lot of people know maybe hmm, this isn't really for me, but they hesitate on the quitting thing because they're too worried about giving up what they've got to jump into the unknown. Like what yeah. made you feel comfortable or so almost enthusiastic <laughs> about jumping into the unknown? Yeah, I guess I've always kind of been risk averse, but, uh, you know, I've definitely speak, spoken to a lot of people who are in the same boat, right? They're stuck in a job or just a career that they're not passionate about. They just really hate it, right? They're literally doing it to pay the bills and that's no way to live at all. And um, I think what really makes you take that leap and, and make that jump or that take that risk to leave and start your own thing or do your own thing or do what you want to do uh, is really just looking further into the future. Like, mm. if I don't change now, what is my future going to look like, right? And really thinking about, like, three years down the track, five years down the track, like, what does life look like? And are you happy with that? Because if you're not, like, 
yeah, it's going to be risky to, to drop out now and leave your job and uh, pursue something else. And it might suck for a year or two years or maybe even three years. But that journey is going to grow you so much more than doing the same thing on repeat day in, day out just to pay the bills. And so I think that risk is the, the hardest thing you'll ever do. Like making the leap to leave is the hardest thing you ever do. But it's so rewarding once you look back on it. You're like, yes, I'm so glad I made that choice to do that because you grow so much as a person. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a jumper too. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm totally. Uh, and I always look, I always, I always say like I feel regret more than I feel failure. So, and I think the thing that, and I think the first time you do it, you're a bit like, oh shit, whatever. But then you realize that what looks like this sort of, ooh, you're on a tightrope and really a lot is at stake. And oh my God, if that you realize, well, actually not much happens, right? So it's yeah. actually, yeah. So and I think you only get to experience that when you actually take the leap. So anybody who's doubting, go. Um, now, okay, so how do we get from tumbling on the streets to <laughs> social media? Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. So basically what happened was I unfortunately had an injury, which put me totally out of performing, which sucked. So I tore my ACL, had to get knee surgery. Uh, and that was probably the most depressing time in my life because I'd lost the one thing that I loved, the thing that was making me money, the thing that was supporting me. Um, and it was just all gone in an instant. So that was a very depressing time in life and, and a very pivotal moment as well. And it taught me a great lesson is that when you get knocked down, you try again, you keep going. And so that for me was, okay, I was thinking, okay, cool. I've made money for three years. I've made a living off the streets. Like surely, surely I can make a living online or something. You know, I can make money in, in some other way. And so that was kind of the, the thought that sparked that whole journey of looking through all these different business models online and trying all this different stuff. And, um, you know, everyone kind of goes through that same journey of, you know, try affiliate marketing and then drop shipping and you try start agency and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, yeah, well, I'm laughing because yeah, actually that's so true. I know everybody's like, Oh, okay. I mean, you know, okay. So looking online. Yeah. If I can make money in the streets, I can definitely make it from a desk. Well, yeah. <laughs> And I think it's actually, I guess it's one of those that accident. It's, it's, you know, it would have sucked in, at the time, but in hindsight, you know, imagine like, you know, if, if, it, if you do something that's like that, like a physical activity, well, you wouldn't do that at 60. Like, you know, yeah. it was, you know, so you would have had to transition at some point anyway, and it probably would have been much harder after 20 years than after three. Right. So exactly. You know, there's, a, there's always a gift underneath every shit pile, right? So definitely blessing in disguise, you know, yep, definitely. Yep. And a lot of people have those same experiences, you know, especially like, you know, we were talking before about leaving your job. Like at the time it might suck. Like it's, it's going to totally suck. You lose your income, like everything's stressful. You're trying to get by, like things aren't working the way you thought they were going to work. Like it's stressful as heck, but looking back on that experience, you're so glad you did it because you look at where you are now and that, that hindsight is incredible. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Could not agree more. So, okay. So you tried uh, all the, all the, you know, top shit when you get, you know, so what brought you towards social media in the first place? And then, then like, how did you end it? How did you land on the Facebook thing? Yeah. So the first thing I, I kind of did was, 
uh, had a little bit of success in was starting an agency. And so I had a lot of success in running Facebook ads to find new clients for the agency. And so I thought about, it. I was like, well, Hey, like I know how to get clients for this agency. Maybe, maybe I could teach people how to do that. And so I started a course, sold that course. Uh, that was kind of like the big first chunk of change that I made was from that course that I sold. Um, and then from that, I was basically like, okay, cool. Well, I can, I've got a course now. What if I did some coaching to do a more high ticket offer? And so then I started a Facebook group um, from scratch and grew that to around 3,000, 4,000 members. And that turned into a six-figure coaching business in 2020, in 2020, yeah. So that was like the first taste, I guess, of like actually some success on the, in the, with the online space, actually making some decent money and, and uh, helping people as well, which is a thing that a lot of people overlook is the impact that you actually make on people's lives. Um, and so from there, I was like, well, hey, I, I built a six-figure business using one Facebook group. That was it. No other marketing, no other like anything else, no other social media channels just one Facebook group. Surely I can do this for other people now. And so that's kind of what transitioned into in the early, uh, early on in 2021. Um, just started this, like testing out different things with like a t- the team members and stuff, trying to get the systems in place. Like how do we manage a group for people? How do we turn a, a group into a profitable business for people? Uh, and so, yeah, I went through the whole phase of building that team and the systems and stuff. And uh, again, along the way, you just keep evolving, you keep growing, you keep learning new skills and, and character traits and keep like stacking on new beliefs and stuff in what's possible. So it's, it's been an interesting journey, been an interesting mm-hmm. journey. Oh, I bet. I bet. Now, I'm really curious. Um, you just sort of brushed over that. Uh, oh, I just started a Facebook group and then I had 3000 members in there and they bought, right? So <laughs> wait, 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 you know, so like a lot of people are struggling, right? With, uh, with the Facebook group. Well, I think getting people to join, that's sort of one part that can be, you know, but I think the main thing that people struggle with is how do you create a group that's engaged? Like, how do you, you know, like, okay, obviously you can't sell if they're not engaged. Like if they're not really, you know, they join whatever, and then they kind of never come back. So how do you actually engage people? What did you do? And how did you know what to do to engage people and to, you know, and then also to lead them into that sales process? Yeah. So I actually got totally lucky. I, I never took a single course or coaching program to do with Facebook groups. I learned it all myself. And so I think it was better doing it that way because I actually tried more stuff. I didn't just stick with the status quo of like, here's how you do it. These are the steps. Like, no, I was like, I started experimenting. And so I actually found a lot of things that worked like very, very well. Uh, And so in terms of engagement, the one thing that absolutely skyrocketed the engagement is creating a community, right? Creating a place where people feel like they belong. Now, how you do that at the start initially is very important and so what you need to do is build relationships with people deep meaningful relationships with people and so what i like to call it the the founding members right that's like Mm -hmm. the kind of thing we like to call it Uh, and essentially what that looks like is for the first 100 or 200 people who join that group there's very close interactions happening like you're really checking in with them like weekly like really connecting with these people really giving them value like giving them programs and courses for free like not charging anyone anything, like just really building the value of those people and, and connection with those people. 
um, because these are people, these people are going to become like loyal fans to the group and like basically show any new member who joins what the norm normal ecosystem is within that group. Right. So these founding members, they start to comment, they start to engage, they start to post their own things. And when this happens, any new person who joins the group, when they're being introduced to the group in the right way, they start to interact themselves. They start to see like, Hey, this person's interacting. I need to interact. You know, I need to introduce myself. I need to say this. I need to do that. Um, and so another like actionable strategy for that is, is having a welcome post. A lot of people like t- bulk tag members and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of different variations of how to do the welcome post. Best way we've found to do it from all the testing we've done is literally just have one post. It's got, here's the group. Hey, welcome to the group. This is who the group's for. Your steps of like what you want them to do basically. Um, and I always have one, one of the steps is introduce yourself below in the comments. And what we do is we individually tag with a personal message, each person in that, that post. Um, so it's all individual. This all happens with VAs, right? So I'm not touching anything. I don't have to spend like five hours a day, like tagging all these people. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a great way for that initial touch point. When they first join the group, they get tagged in this post. They're like, well, Hey, it's a personal message. Like I'm going to introduce myself in the comments now. And you have a lot of people introducing themselves. And then you basically start like a mini conversation in the comments section. Cause they're like, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I do blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh, cool. So how long have you been doing that for? You know, you just start like a little back and forth in the comments. And then when you reach out to them in messenger, it's, it's not weird. Cause you already had that like little back and forth. Right. So um, yeah, I know I'm getting a little bit nitty gritty. No, but- <laughs> no, no. But I love that because it's um, yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely uh I love I love that you went into that level of detail because um, it's it's a it's a topic that comes up all the time, you know. And I'm compa- like and I'm I'm sitting here in my mind it's like yeah oh yeah because I've got a small group that is super engaged and a few years back I had one that was kind of bigger and it was like mm, you know <laughs> but I kind of do what you just said right I'm very much and I always found that what really made the difference what sort of flipped it around was when I started to create like events. Zoom calls, networking, where they actually get to know each other, where they actually get to meet. So the moment they meet each other, then all of a sudden they're interested in what somebody else has to say, right? So yeah, it really works. It works. It works. So so you kind of have that pattern that you find something out, you're not afraid to explore. So you go out and you say, oh, what about this? And you find something, you learn it. And once you figure out for yourself your next step, and you've said it several times, your next step then is, hey, how can I teach others, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's I love that. That's definitely served me a lot. Is like that that progression of just like learning something and then being like, okay, cool. How can I take this to the market and sell this to the market now? Yeah. So it's yeah. just like monetizing your ideas, basically monetizing your skill Ooh. sets. Essentially, oh, love it, yeah. love it. So now, <laughs> have you got? Have you got? Um, your little special secret sauce about how you go about exploring a new, like how do you go about learning a new area? Because say, like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm coming from a sort of a language learning, like I always compare it to language learning, right? Okay, new language, there you go. Tech, one of those things, right? People are like, what is all that? I stood there at some point, actually in Australia, right? So you stand there and there's this whole new area of expertise in front of you and it's like, I don't know where to, where, you know, I've got my way to through that so what's yours yeah so i really enjoy like experimentation Mm. and so what that looks like is like not 
following any course or watches any watching any YouTube videos on anything like, unless it's like something super technical, you know, like you need to work out how to actually type a description out for this certain thing, like whatever it is, right. Some techie thing like with email setup or whatever. Sure. Watch a YouTube video to learn how to do it. But like for things that, that you can be more creative with and require more of a process, I would go out of your way to experiment yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, understand how the platform or whatever you're using, how understand how it works, and then you want to test its capabilities. That's really the key. Um, and you always start with the, the end goal in mind, like what is the purpose of this? Why does this exist? Why am I doing this? Like what's the end result I'm trying to achieve from this? And if you have that always in mind, all of your experiments that you do in testing are always going to align with that. So then when you find these cool ideas and different things that work, um, they're always very innov innovative, innovative, and they always are aligned with that end result. So that's what I've found is the best way to learn. Like I've taken a couple courses here and there on different things, but as a whole, most of my journey has been self-taught, like very, very self-taught, just trialing it out myself, like jumping and testing things. Like it takes longer, right? But you gain so much more from going through that process because you have things you never otherwise would have thought of. You get more creative. You let the flow happen. You don't force things. Like it's just, it's, it's a more interesting way to approach it for sure. Absolutely. I could not like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, actually you're going to love my, my Facebook group is called Don't Just Love, Learn, Create. It's exactly that. I it's like, yeah, that. you need you need to kind of learn the skills to be able to express yourself creatively, but you need to close the books fairly early. Right. <laughs> so that's exactly. the whole point of this. Now, do you, do you find that having experimented with a lot of different things actually allows you to connect the dots? Like it allows you to be more innovative, doesn't it? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, if you hire a coach or you take a course, it's just one way of doing things, right? Yeah. It's one set way. And you know that however many people are in that course or that program with you are doing the exact same thing, right? So there's no innovation happening. And if people are targeting the same audience as you and they're seeing the same thing, I'm talking more about marketing now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if it's marketing, especially you want to be innovative, right? You've got to stand out. That's what marketing is about. It's about standing out in your audience. And so if you're copying what every course is telling you and what every coaching program or YouTube video is, is showing you how to do, which I see a lot of people doing, um, you just end up with the same, same looking marketing and the same looking sales system. So it's, it's very, very innovative to take your own experiments and tests to the market and see how they perform and from there refine Absolutely. And I mean, I think you've really hit on the key how I see it. It's, a, you know, it's building this as a series of experiments and that's where it gets fun and where it gets almost playful, you know. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> this, oh boy, I actually remember I got a Facebook message like in Messenger, you know, and there was one of those, hey, how's business going? Where you already know, oh, well, are they going to pounce on you any second now? And then bing, there was another message from somebody else with exactly the same wording. Yeah. <laughs> and I told both of them. It was really funny. But uh, yeah, so it's, 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 so who are typically your clients then? Yeah. So I kind of work with weird niches. That's like the one thing I haven't love really, it. again, I'm super, super spontaneous. I love change. I love different experiences. So like, I love taking on clients that like, are just in weird niches, right? Some of the clients we have at the moment, like one's an online casino, like super weird niche, right? 
So we're helping an online casino get more more players, which is a very interesting one. And that's actually working really well through a Facebook group. Uh, we've got like a, an e-com brand. We've got like mindset coach. Uh, one's like cybersecurity. There's just all these weird niches. So I wouldn't say it's like specifically any specific niche, like coaches or consultants or anything. That's what I used to target. Uh, but now I've, I've just found so much, so much more fun to experiment with like these different niches and play around with it. So I guess the main thing is that your audience is on Facebook. That's, that has to be the requirement, I guess, is like that your audience is congregating already somewhere on Facebook. Um, Cause basically what we do is to grow the groups is we funnel people from where they are on Facebook, where your audience is on Facebook to the group. Um, and so we have a couple of organic, organic strategies for that, but, yeah, as long as they're on Facebook, any niche pretty much works. Okay. So what do they all have in common? Like, what is it that you look for in a client? Like, what is it they need to have? Yeah, so I guess high ticket, a high ticket offer definitely helps. Um, but as long as, yeah, definitely a validated offer as well, something that actually sells because that makes our job a whole lot easier. Uh, <laughs> and then as, as well as like some kind of sales process in place. So we don't offer a sales process. It's all totally marketing. So we'll, we'll book sales calls for you, but not actually take them. So as long as you have some kind of sales process in place, whether that's like a sales team or you have a funnel you sell through um, or you take the sales calls yourself, as long as there's some kind of sales process in place. Yeah, that's fine. That's very cool. Yeah, very cool. So now how um, do you find Facebook's, you know, the rate they change things, is that something that, um, how do you deal with that? Or is that impacting your work at all? Or do you just like, oh, well, new toy, we just kind of shift a little bit? Or how do you approach the changes in the platform? Yeah, I guess you just kind of adapt. I haven't really noticed too much like has impacted anything because uh, Facebook really values that like keeping people on the platform thing. So as long as you're posting the right kinds of things and not like, the things that Facebook doesn't want you to be posting. I think it's fine. I don't think there's too many issues. It's the same with like Facebook ads, you know, there's always been issues with Facebook ads and accounts getting disabled and this and that. But like as a whole, I mean, advertising on Facebook still exists. Like it's been around forever. So I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon unless some new platform takes over, but that doesn't look very likely. Well, not in the near future. It doesn't look like it. That's for sure. Uh, so <laughs> given that you're very spontaneous, I'm like, okay, so where you headed? Like, you know, where do you see it? I mean, I don't even want to ask you where do you see yourself, where you see yourself three years down the line, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there is there anything sort of on the horizon where you kind of like, oh, kind of I'm looking towards this one or or what's on the cards? Yeah, definitely. So one thing I've become really passionate about, just like from building all these groups for people, is communities like building communities and people and so i really want to build my own paid community that's like the next big thing for me uh, and so i'll probably transition out of doing this facebook management service so much like not actively pursue it um i'll probably still have it on the side and if anyone needs the service it's like there because i've got the team and the systems in place uh but it's more like yeah my passion really lies in in wanting to build a community of my own um and i think that's going to be more aligned to like people wanting to build a freedom business. Cause that's really what I've done. Like with systems and processes, uh, like I work probably less than four hours a week on client work. So I have just my team and systems in place and that gets the job done, especially for a service-based business where it's not like coaching or anything like that. Um, you can really automate and systemize it and delegate to the right people. 
um, to scale things out pretty quickly. So that's really what I want to show people how to do is like, okay, here's how you can build a team. Here's how you can manage that team and automate things so that you can have freedom in your life. Because again, freedom is kind of the main thing, main reason a lot of people start entrepreneurship and businesses. So uh, that's the community I want to build is like a community where it's like people, it's, it's like, instead of take, 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 it's like take, take, give, right? Mm. And so everyone's contributing to everyone. It's like just this ecosystem of people just supporting each other. There's so much accountability, like all this kind of stuff. So that's my vision. That's what I, really what I want to build. And I think it's going to be a long-term thing. So I've definitely like moved from business to business pretty quickly. Like I've only been on the online space for like three years. So yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not even commenting on that. <laughs> yeah. I said I'm spontaneous. So yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, that's the thing you also, cause you also act a lot. Like you don't seem to overthink stuff because that's the thing. Most yeah. quite a lot of the time stuff actually slows down when you sit there for three months, wondering whether you should take that step, you would have taken that and 10 others in the meantime. So Yes, I can, I can totally, totally see that. And yeah, when I'm hearing this community, I'm like, oh, count me in, right? <laughs> you know, totally, totally my vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I can, yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. And the automation bits, like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's why I work too. It's like, yeah, 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 you don't have to spend your life <laughs> tagging people, right? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, well, where can people go? And uh, I mean, I was just thinking, I had, like my mind is like, oh, I want you back to just talk about that. <laughs> so, but I think we can talk about that afterwards. But so where can people go and um, find out about you? Where can they get in touch? Yeah, what, so what I'm obviously on next? Facebook more than anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we so yeah, so. Facebook's probably the best place. And just, I've, I don't know, if you want to send me a message, ask questions or whatever. Um, so my link is, if you go FB fb.com slash womted w-o-m-t-e-d that'll bring you to my profile and you can just send me a message and yeah that's pretty much how i connect with people because i'm just i basically live on facebook <laughs> cool very cool well thank you so much this was absolutely enlightening and um i love the spontaneity and the enthusiasm so it's totally my vibe so i'm so glad you came and uh yeah i look forward to seeing what we can what else we can cook up so thank you for coming yeah thank you for having me on it's been awesome Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it. If you are a coach, speaker or author, a passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster. And join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, business building for mavericks to connect with others on the same path that's passionbusinesspodcast.com i'll speak to you soon